I wondered how long I would keep my experiment going of being off the grid living in Manhattan. I began May 22nd. As I'm recording this, it's July 22nd. I didn't record the exact hour when I started because I didn't intend to... I just started... Well, I wrote up this document. Actually, I was reading Sebastian Younger's book, Tribe, that morning that prompted me to start when I did. But it was kind of arbitrary. I hadn't planned it. And so I woefully... I started woefully unprepared, underpowered, it turns out. I didn't know at the time what 576 watt hours meant. That's how much energy the battery could hold. I didn't know what 200 watts meant. That's what the solar panels would provide. I knew in principle what those were. I have a PhD in physics, but in hands-on, I didn't really know what they meant. As it turns out, woefully underpowered. I had to go up and down the 11 flights of stairs plus the four flights that I get to my apartment from the ground floor. So I was going up and down 30 flights a day, roughly four or five days a week for two months. Well, okay, it's past noon on July 22nd. That means that I've formally technically begun my third month of living off the grid. I'm only a couple hours in, but this is going to be the last thing I do, I believe, before I plug in a pressure cooker and make one of my famous no-packaging vegan stews. Why? I wasn't sure when I would stop doing it. You know, I forgot to mention along the way, I busted my knee and it got swollen up and it really hurt. It made going up and down the stairs. I'm 51 years old now. I turned 51 over the course of this. My poor body. This would have been a lot easier when I was younger, going up and down all those stairs. When was I going to stop? I knew I wasn't going to stay off the grid forever. I was going to plug back in, but I knew I was going to feel dirty because it meant instead of getting solar-powered solar power, I was going to get coal-powered power. Actually, I mean, I belong to, what are they called, an ESCO or something like that? So the money I paid to Con Ed technically goes more to wind and solar, I think... There's some nuclear in there. I'm not sure. I wrote them to find out, and they wrote me, just look at our webpage, and the webpage didn't t- say. But I'm trying to keep it as money going as little as possible to fossil fuel places, even though it's only a couple dollars a month. Anyway, I wasn't sure when I was going to re-plug back in. I knew I'd feel dirty when I was going to do it. What was going to make it happen? Was I going to keep going as long as I could? Here's what happened. Well, the hard part wasn't living, as I now see it, living traditionally. Most Americans are like, oh, that's so extreme. You don't have to go that far. But I'm living traditionally. The power grid only made it nationwide in, I think, the 1960s. Before that, most people didn't live on a grid. Most people in the world today don't live on a grid. So I call it living traditionally, not living extreme. I think of Americans are living extreme in terms of the amount of pollution that we produce. As it's happened, partly because just the fridge has been unplugged since September, so I'm in 10 or 11 months into that, my food is more fresh now, not less fresh, but more fresh. There's more meaning and more purpose to what I'm doing, to how I'm living. The hard part is living in a different culture. I'm still in Manhattan, but the culture that I'm living in, this is a culture that believes, my culture is a culture that believes do unto others as you would have them do unto you, which as I understand is in almost every traditional culture that's ever lived. Equally, I live in a culture of leave things better than you found it. What culture is around me though? What is American culture? Again, going back to the Bible, by its fruits shall ye know the tree. If you look at America's fruits, America does not live by do unto others as you would have them do unto you anymore. America does not live, I mean, yes, in many areas it does, but not as far as the environment is concerned, not as far as pollution is concerned. And if you don't believe that, look at the plastic pollution. Look at Indonesia. Look at the Henderson Islands. This is in no way do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It is not leave things better than you found them. That is not America today. America today has more men with breasts than probably any culture ever. 
it has more men with fewer sperm than ever. So put that together how you want. Men with breasts and half the number of sperm that they used to have. This is very well documented. This is the culture that's around me. I do not want to live in a world where we do unto others as we would not want them to do unto us. We leave things worse than we found them. Men have breasts and not sperm. My point is I've very gladly lived in a more traditional culture that does believe these things do unto others, leave things better than you found them. But in any case, the choice was more or less made for me. How? Before I started this experiment, I bought the battery pack that I powered with the solar panels. That was the first thing I bought, something like a year ago. In the spring, I started using it, and then it broke. The company was great. I had bought it used, but they still fixed it. It took a while for it to get fixed. When it came back and I powered it, that's when I started the experiment. But that was kind of a pain that the thing broke. Then, in the middle of the experiment, maybe two or three weeks in, the battery on my computer broke. So it's a laptop. What happened, the computer worked, but if I shut it down, if I disconnected it from the wall, or in this case from the pack, or the wall, if I, was, I did work at NYU, so I could power it there, it would turn off completely. So I had to shut it down completely every time I disconnected. And since I had to power the thing all the time, I had to disconnect and power down every single day and restart every day. First, the power station broke. Then my battery in the computer broke. Then a couple days ago, the charger broke, but I didn't know the charger broke. All I could tell was my computer wouldn't charge. At one point it was charged, it would go down and down and down, and I didn't know if it was the computer was broken or the charger was broken. I went to the place where I got my computer battery fixed, which I'd gotten it fixed there before. I'd fixed my cell phone there before. I wrote a five-star review on, online, so I got good service from them. They liked me. And I brought them in. They, they were like, we can't tell if it's a computer, if it's the motherboard, if it's a poor connection, if it's a charger. We're not real sure. Go to some other store that sells your type of computer and just see if you can use one of their chargers because they didn't have a charger that met my computer. I went to the other place. What do you know? The charger there worked. So it wasn't my computer. It was the charger broke. Went online, found someone selling a used charger, got it a new used charger because I didn't have to buy a new one. It was 15 bucks instead of like 60, 70 bucks and avoided the embedded pollution of something new. Then I go up to the roof and it turns out that the solar panel is not charging the power station. I don't, now I can't tell if it's the connection, if it's the solar panels, if it's the power station. But now everything that I've been using has broken. I fixed them, but still, it took time, money, attention, and none of these things broke before. Is it just coincidence that they just happened to break now? What do I conclude from this? It's hard to say, but I think that this stuff is more fragile than I thought. And I'm still working this out because it's only a couple days that we're using really high-tech stuff. High-tech stuff is brittle, less resilient. And if we're planning to, like, I'm willing to use a lot less power. And in fact, I prefer using a lot less power. It's a much better life. It's a traditional way of living that if anyone's interested in getting my full picture of this, I wrote this document that's 30,000 words, almost 70 pages of really getting into why I did this. And I may put it on my blog, but if anyone hears this and is interested in, in learning much more depth, contact me and I'll send it to you. As I'm recording this, my computer shows, let's see, I got an hour and 45 minutes left on there. I got 6% on the power station and the phone is pretty charged. I possibly am thinking about maybe having a raw lunch and dinner so I could make it to tomorrow instead of turning on the pressure cooker. I might turn on the pressure cooker to make one of my lunches, but I can't get any more power from the sun, at least not within the time. I, I can't figure out how to get... I got to find someone with a different power station so I can charge, plug my uh, solar panels into it and see which is not working or just plug their solar panels into my power station. But I can't figure out on, on my own. In any case... I've made it over two months. I'm into my third month. I will, 
at some point soon, cook my stew, my famous no-packaging vegan stew. I will declare victory. I made it two months in really hot times. I will keep using as little power as I can, which is to say I will keep polluting as little as I can. My fridge now, it's been off since I turned it off and I unplugged it in September. It's now July. If I can make it another month and a half, that's 12 months. I may never turn on a refrigerator again. My food being more fresh as a result in an interesting way how systems work differently than most linear things are. Anyway, I'm at the end of my experiment, pretty close to the end of it. I wanted to share some of how it's gone. Probably the next time, by within a few hours, I'll be off the experiment. I'll go over to the Oh, I'll go over to the circuit breaker and reconnect the circuit to the apartment and start drawing power from the power grid. It's been a great run. I can't wait to restart it. I hope, you know, I haven't gotten feedback from people about it except people one-on-one. If you hear this, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, especially if you feel inspired. But either way, I'd love to hear from you.